Welcome to Wild Tater, the Food Forest Podcast. I'm Charles Hathaway, and today we're going to talk about the blue elderberry, which is not to be confused with the black elderberry, although the blue elderberry is a subspecies of the black elderberry. Um, the scientific name, the botanical name for the blue elderberry is Sambucus cerulea, or as our Google Latin expert would pronounce it. Sambucus caerulea. Cerulea, or caerulea, depending on how you pronounce it, uh, just means blue. And, and Sambucus is the elderberry family. And so everything elderberry that is actually elderberry is in that, in that genus and so forth. Another name for the blue el elderberry is Mexican elderberry. I've also seen in some places it called tapiro. Um, and this is a shrub or understory layer, depending on its size. Um, they can go anywhere from, you know, they can sometimes be as low as 10 foot high, which puts them in the shrub zone. More commonly, they're 15 to 20 feet tall and wide, but they have been known to get to 30 feet tall. I suspect when people talk about an elderberry tree that is taller than their house, they're probably, not always, but probably talking about the blue elderberry. Now the blue elderberry can live in cold hardiness down to zone four and up to zone eight. And of course, like um, just about every other instance of this, you can have some bend on both sides of that, depending on your conditions and atmosphere and climate and so forth. But the soil pH um, that the blue elderberry prefers is 5.5 to 6.5. Its watering needs are average, which is kind of interesting because if you've ever raised an elderberry, you'll find that they love water. But what you'll find is that after a year or two, maybe you know, I think I had mine a year before its water use went way down and it was doing fine. If you give it a lot of water, it'll grow faster and more, but it'll survive just fine with very little. And that makes me think that once it gets established, it probably won't need much depending on your, you know, precipitation and so forth. But it does, like I said, it does like occasional deep watering. So if if it is in a really dry spot, just once in a while go and dump, you know, 10 gallons of water out on it to soak it in deep and good and whatever. Um, or, or let it just trickle a hose overnight once in a while or something. Just give it a treat, you know, and it'll, and it will respond. You might say it's not water demanding, but it is water loving. Its blooming season is from mid-spring to early summer. It's kind of a wide blooming range, which is kind of nice because, as we'll talk about, the elderberry flowers are one of the popular useful items that uh, the elderberry provides. The harvest season is from summer to autumn, and uh, it's going to vary from place to place, from tree to tree, but um, I have noticed that they can sometimes have a pretty wide time that they are um, blooming. Their fruiting age is two to three years old. Um, their pollination, if you are trying to pollinate these for fruit, 
then you are going to want more than one variety of elderberries. Now, what that uh, means is that you want two different elderberries grown from separate seeds. Now, elderberries are not difficult to um, propagate by cuttings, meaning you take a snip off a branch, put it in the wa in water, or maybe use some rooting hormone, something, and it'll grow roots. And and whenever you hear of a particular variety of elderberry, let's just say John's elderberry or Adam's elderberry, know that every Adam's elderberry is a clone of that original, which means that from the tree's perspective, if you've got a whole vineyard or, or, or orchard of Adam's elderberries, for example, they are not going to pollinate each other well at all. And all you need to fix that is to throw a few, um, you know, York elderberries or something like that. Of course, the Yorks and, and Johns and so forth are all black elderberries, and we're talking about blue elderberries. But I think you'll, I, I haven't looked this up, but I suspect that blue and black will pollinate each other just fine because, as we mentioned, blue elderberry is a subspecies of of black elderberry. In fact, some sources call it Sambucus nigra cerulea, and Sambucus nigra is the black elderberry. So anyway, um, the size at maturity we briefly mentioned, 15 to 20 feet tall and wide, average, but they have been known to reach 30 feet, or sometimes more. Um, that's uncommon, but uh, it is possible. As far as sun needs, it will, okay, it, it can take anything from full sun to full shade, and it will thrive in that. But as with most berries, I suspect you'll probably do better if it gets a little bit of sun to, uh, to get berries. Um, that said, if you are in a spot, or if you have a spot that's just so shady that you can't get anything to grow, I would try some elderberry there. Honestly, my elderberries that I've grown so far the ones that have done the best have at least a, a good portion of the day in shade. So, you know, that may be worth considering for a shady spot. Now, if you can find a spot where it's young, when it's young, it's in shade, and then it grows up and out over the, the uh, thing shading it, that's a great way to go because then it will have those early years to be in the shade and have that, have that you know, nice uh, shady... Um, this to help them establish and by the time they've grown up over the shade they're well established and now that sun can just hit them and help them to produce just buckets and buckets of berries which is what you want now it's preferred habitat i i don't know this for certain but i will say that i have seen these in the wild um on mountainsides uh near small creeks, uh, and some of them growing right up next to the water, others, you know, 30, 50, 100 feet back. And like I said, out in the middle of fields too, there is a part of our uh, favorite camping spot where it's, it's probably, you know, three quarters of a mile to the, ne the closest river or creek bed, and it, they're growing like bananas they're just growing really well out there 
So, um, but uh, it it may have more to do with just that kind of general coolness that the mountains tend to have over, you know, where down in the valley, sometimes you get these roasting sunny days where you'll just, you know, I'm not sure they would like that all that much. So if you've got maybe a north facing hill um, to put them on where they can't do get the sun, but the ground stays a little cooler, I think they kind of like that kind of thing. And, and the snow will not melt quite as quickly there. So it'll kind of, you know, simmer in that cool, wet um, state from, you know, end of winter all the way into mid-spring. I, I think they would really like an area like that. Their growth rate is medium. Sometimes, you know, it, it depends on if we're comparing them to black elderberries. I've seen black elderberries grow remarkably fast. Um, you can get, you know, several feet in a year. Um, but that's black elderberries. I don't know for sure about blue elderberries. I just know that their listed growth rate is medium. Their average lifespan, probably up to maybe 60 years, is pretty average. And they are in the plant family Adoxaceae. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about these lovely blue elderberries. Now, if you've heard people talk about the taste of elderberry before, some will describe it as kind of, I don't know, a little bitter or not, not that great eating. Just know that the blue elderberry gets a reputation as being the best tasting raw of the elderberries, at least in, in many circles. That's, that, that's what you'll see is that um, they say that blue elderberry uh, is the best tasting. And I suspect that's so because in the mountains near my home where I have tasted them, they really are good. <laughs> they, it, it's not like, you know, biting into raspberries where it's like, oh, give me more, you know. It's more like, ooh, that is, that is a nice little sweet, subtle taste. It's nice. And, and, and I enjoy them straight off the vine like that. And you can eat them raw. It is less common to eat them raw. And I think part of the reason for that that we'll talk about in the cautions is that if you get it unripe or not not fully ripe, they can have a mild toxicity, which can give you upset stomach or things like that. If you get them fully raw, that shouldn't be a problem. But if you're concerned, cook them and that will take care of any concerns. But that's okay because elderberries are much more commonly used for syrup. Uh, elderberry syrup, also elderberry jelly or jam, and also in desserts, elderberry pie, things like that. Um, and there's, it's no wonder. They taste fantastic. They are also very high in vitamin C, in dietary fiber, and several antioxidants. If you just Google elderberry nutrition facts, you can find all kinds of great things about them. You know, every uh, herbalist out there will swear by elderberries for their uses in medicinal as well. And so let's get into that just a little bit. Um, elderberry tea is made from the flowers. And the flowers can also be eaten raw. I've had them myself. And they're extremely mild flavor. It's not like some flowers where there's that bitter flowery taste. I don't get that at all in the elderberries flowers that I've tasted myself. I just get this mild, just subtle, subtle sweetness. And so I can see why they would make a good tea. 
Um, I have not tried them in tea yet. I want to. I just, I just can't bring myself to cook those flowers when I know that there's berries waiting if I'm patient. <laughs> I do love the berries. So as far as using medicinally, both the berries and the flowers have been used to make elderberry tea or jam. I mean, sorry, tea or syrup. Um, it just depends on which recipe you're going for and what kind of flavor you're wanting. Um, many of the reasons that they use the, or many of the things that they use the syrup for is to treat flus and colds as well as to reduce back, leg, nerve pain, things like that. They're just kind of a nice general health tonic, especially if getting the sniffles, getting, you know, feeling those those uh, swelling uh, lymph nodes in your neck, you know, just kind of that achy feeling in your neck. That's a good time to break out the elderberry syrup. Um, and this is common all over the world. This is not one of the the, you know, folk legends that you've maybe heard about, some obscure flower kind of thing. Elderberries are a well-established herbal um, remedy, herbal um, tonic. They're just a good thing to have around. One of those things that if, if you're not sure about herbalism and you're just, yeah, I don't know, some of this sounds a little cokey, um, start with elderberry syrup or elderberry, you know, tea, something like that. They're just a good, safe way to go. Uh, you know, when you're cooking them like that, that's that's the safest way to eat them. It's the, the most common way to eat them. Um, just be aware, and this is, this is where we're getting to the caution section now, which is that aside from the flowers and the ripe fruit, the rest of the tree is fairly toxic. And so you don't want to go chomping the leaves in salad, for example, or, or things like that. Um, and unripe green berries shouldn't be eaten. And if you've got some that are, you know, some berries that still have a little tint of green, you're worried about it, well, go ahead and cook them, you know, make the syrup, boil them down, whatever, and you should be all right. That doesn't mean go around seeking out green berries to make into your syrup. You're, that's just not a good idea, but if you get a few in there, or they're just not quite there yet, but they're really mostly there kind of thing, you'll be fine so long as you cook them. Anyway, um, I highly recommend blue elderberry if you can, if you're in a place that can grow them, if you're, and they have such a versatile, um, you know, range of, of sunlight needs. The soil pH is fairly, you know, it, it's forgiving, let's put it that way. My, my most prolific elderberry right now is growing in soil that is probably closer to 7, um, 7.0 or so. Um, I'm trying to nudge it down to 6.5 with mulch and so forth and, and you can often get that by doing so but I haven't really treated it much for a couple of years and it's loving its life here so you know it's, it's rather versatile. Um, anyway, so get yourself some blue elderberry, Sambucus cerulea, or Caulia, or however that's pronounced. And thanks again, you guys, for listening.